I will do whatever God would have me to do. Yes, I will. I will seek God in his greatness, in his power, in his glory. Yes, I will. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we magnify you, Lord. We magnify the name of the Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, I will. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I'm going to keep on going. Yes, I will. With your help, Lord, regardless of the fires, trials, fiery trials that I face, yes, I will. Regardless, <laughs> oh, regardless of what may come against me, Lord, still, yes, I will. Lord, when it seems like prayer has not been answered for a while, oh, I'm going back. I'm getting on my knees. Yes, I will. I'm going to have a Daniel spirit. Oh, I will fast. I will pray regardless of the days. Yes, I will until I hear the voice of the Lord. Look around to somebody tonight and say, yes, I will. Yes, I will. Praise the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. It's great to be in the house of God tonight and to feel his presence and to be with God's family tonight. Oh, hallelujah. You know what? Amen. Maybe the, uh, just with what we have tonight, I tell you, we can send a lot of devils to flight tonight. Oh, if one can send a thousand and two, ten thousand, guess what we can still do tonight? So don't underestimate what a Wednesday night service can really do. If you have your Bible, I'd like for you to turn to the book of Genesis in chapter 31. And uh, Brother Randy uh, called me the other day and asked if I would speak tonight. And I said, well, I'm going to come up with something. And uh, usually I really pray about every service. And even though I have boxes of sermons and in my garage that are there. I love a fresh new word that comes from God. I don't know about you. And uh, what I had last week may be for last week, and I need something for today. Amen. The church needs something for today. The Bible says he is a present help in the time of trouble, and uh, not only in the time of trouble, but my God is a preparation God. And throughout the years of pastoring, I have been a prep pastor. I don't wait till something comes, amen, uh, to talk about it. I, I don't wait for a defeat to happen before to talk about defeat. You know, sometimes on television, according to what's going on in our country, you just about know sometimes what's going to be preached on, if especially it's been a great event. But you know, God wants us to be, be prepared. He really does. And I was in scouting for years and I was a senior patrol leader and all that kind of stuff from the time I was in Cub Scouts and way on up there in ranks and until I was almost 18 years of age. Uh, one of the mottos was be prepared. And that really stuck with me. Amen. That we as Christians shouldn't have to wait for so, some tragedy and call a prayer meeting. We need to be ready. We need to be suited up, supped up. Amen. We need to have everything in place. Amen, and it's okay to still pray, but uh, as the lady that was out on her porch one night and 
and a, a, a cloud had come up and a tornado was coming the way and her, our neighbor came over and said, we better pray. And she said, I've already prayed. I rebuked that tornado in the name of Jesus and it went the other way. Hallelujah. And so be prepared. And so I want to preach on a subject uh, tonight on when you need more. When you need more. I don't know about you, but I need more every day. I, need, I, I, I can't get enough faith. I, I can't get enough of the depth of the mighty spirit of God within my life. And when I was reading in the book of Genesis, the book of beginnings there of a certain time, it talked about Jacob. And you know Jacob's story. You know how he was a man of deception and he deceived Esau, his brother, out of his birthright. But along the way, he got tired of his life and he wanted more. Thanks be unto God for that. Thanks be unto God for the sinner that says, I'm tired of this life of sin. And thanks be unto God for a church that would say, we're not going to settle for less in our church. We're not going to settle for less of a, than a move of God in our church. We want to see people saved in every service. We want to see people still healed in every service. Hallelujah. I want to see more. I want more within my life. I'm 63 years of age and my ministry is not over. And I, I just feel like God's got more for me than even what I'm doing right now. Amen. I feel that God's got another step for our ministry, Sister Tanine and myself. So I, I want to read from verse 3, and I want to skip around in some scriptures, where the Lord said to Jacob, now the Lord is dealing with Jacob, and the Lord is speaking to Jacob, and, and he is becoming uh, someone that is wanting more of something else in his life. And the Lord said to Jacob, return to the land of your fathers and to your family, and I will be with you. Now, that was kind of disturbing to Jacob, even though he wanted to go home, but he knew his life would be in danger if he went home. But the Lord said, I will be with you. <clears throat> then a little bit later in verse 13, it says, I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar, where you made a vow to me. You see, the change is, being, is transforming, but he still wants more. He has made a vow to God, and God says, now arise, get you out of this land, and return to the land of your family. In the next chapter, in verse 32, verse 1, so Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God had met him. Man, think about this. Uh, the Lord himself came down and talked with him. The angels of God even talked to him and ministered to him, and still he was hungry for more. He was hungry for more. You know, I, I have uh, kind of seen an angel before. There's been occurrences of it. But you know what, boy, I, I've just never sat down and talked with one. And boy, and, and you know, he talked with the Lord too. But the Bible says in verse 24, verse 32, uh, chapter 32, then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. Verse 25 says, now when he saw that, he did not prevail against him. In other words, the man, and you know who the man was? It was the incarnate Christ that was wrestling with him. You know, sometimes God just wants to see how bad you want something. He, he, sometimes he will try you to just to see how deep, amen, that you really want to go. 
amen, how far, amen, that you'll go to get a blessing of God. And, and so the Bible says here that when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. Now, it's not like a vampire that's going to come apart and there's no such thing, but, but you know how they disintegrate on television. But I really think that God, amen, the son was trying to try him at that time. Let me go. The day is breaking. I need to go. And I love Jacob's response to this. He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. Well, he knew what his name was, but he brought up the name Jacob for a reason. And we know that Jacob's name meant deceiver. Amen, that's who he was. And I believe that Jacob was tired of being a deceiver. He was tired even of his name that bore the meaning of deceiver. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but it's gonna be called Israel. Amen, which means prince with God. For as a prince thou hast power with God and with men, and thou hast prevailed. And, and so, for you have struggled with God, with men, and you have prevailed. Amen, I wanna speak to you on when you need more. Father, we just love you and we thank you for your dear son. Lord, that was seen, God, in the Old Testament and came in the New Testament, and you are here tonight. Lord, I, I know that you gave me this word for this very service tonight when you need more. For, Lord, you're speaking to our church tonight, not last week and not next month, but right now you're giving us a rhema word. And so, Lord, we receive it and we pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to enrich our lives, open up our spirits, God, that we may receive this word. And everybody said, Amen. As I said, Jacob, I believe, was tired of his life, tired of his name. Amen. As he got away from his family, he served Laban, that soon became his father-in-law, for 14 years, amen, trying to get a hold of his future wife, Rachel. And then, amen, he served him for another six years, and in that six years, there were several times that Laban had changed his wages. And so he's now getting the short end of the stick. And, uh, and, and also there's a fear there that his brother uh, Esau is about to kill him. But he wanted more, amen, than just scenery of going back home. I believe that he wanted a more relationship with God. He wanted a more relationship also with his brother. And he knew that it was going to take a miracle. So what is it? Amen, when you need more than what you have now. Amen, now. There are some things that you may need more than ever before right now. And you know, there is, a, I believe, the word of the Lord that is always trying to speak to our hearts and lives, that is trying to show us things to do, but sometimes if with a lack of prayer, we uh, begin to act and begin to be led by our carnal desires and by our feelings and Sometimes we can miss the Lord. And so many, amen, won't hear it. Some will even ignore it. And some will even take it for granted. Well, you know, that was just a word from God. Amen. But there are some that really want to hear God because 
they want more. Here's a few areas in which I want to speak to you tonight. You may need more when you are unknowingly going to face a great temptation or battle. You may need more. You never know what is going to happen tonight. You never know what is going to happen even tomorrow. And I, my God is a God of preparation. In the book of Matthew, chapter 26, and starting with verse 40, the Bible says that Jesus uh, had told his disciples to pray, to watch and to pray, and he was going through one of the greatest battles of his whole life. And when he was going through one of the greatest battles, he needed some people to also battle with him, to agree with him. Now, we know in scriptures it, it was written there that his disciples, amen, would flee. We know that uh, the man who held the purse, amen, would, uh, 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 would sell Jesus out. But you know, isn't that something about Jesus, that he still gives people a chance? Even though it is in the word of God, he's still trying to give them a chance. And, 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 and so he's trying to warn them here. It says, and he came to the disciples and found them asleep. And he said unto Peter, what? Could you not even watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. For the spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And you know, that, that's just the way Jesus is. He was trying to warn them and he was trying to tell them you need to have more right now. You just don't know, you just don't understand. But if you will listen to my voice and obey my voice, amen, and believe in my voice, amen, whatever that you're facing, you can overcome. Whatever that you're facing, God will prepare you. Still, even though I felt in times that God prepared me, I still shook. Amen, in certain areas. Amen, there was, I was still alarmed. Amen, I was still affected. But you know what? With the places where God prepared me and God warned me in and said, you better go back to prayer. And after even 30 minutes of prayer, well, then something in my heart said, and even when I've gone back to the office and I thought, well, you know, I did my thing. I, I prayed a whole lot more than a lot of people has prayed. The Holy Spirit would warn me and say, go back to the altar. And then I would go back to the altar and I would think, okay. And I would go back to the office and then the Holy Spirit would speak to me again and said, you're not ready. Amen. You haven't totally listened. I have got more to tell you. I've got more to warn you about. And at that time, I needed more. And I just feel in the Holy Spirit tonight that there is warnings that God is wanting to give you. Man, look at Agabus, one of the great prophets, amen, that, that got a hold of the Apostle Paul's garment and he prophesied over him about what he was going to face in Jerusalem and how they were going to try to kill this man. And the church kind of took it the other way and they, they begged him not to go, but he had to go. Amen. The Holy Spirit wasn't saying don't go. The Holy Spirit was just warning him. The Holy Spirit was just preparing him. Amen. Because his life would be in danger. But the Lord was just trying to give him confidence that, hey, I've got this. Amen. Stay true to me. Don't do what the disciples did. Amen. Don't slack off on your prayer life. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to 
the leading of God. Amen. Obey God, and God is going to bring you through. Jesus said unto them, Watch and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The enemy will try to trick you into believing that you can take on anything because of your past accomplishments. Maybe because of the size of the church. Maybe because of a great pastor. Maybe you have had even a great mother and maybe she's still alive. But I want you to know that the devil, amen, sees you as you really are. And there are times the pastor is not going to be around. There's times you're going to be outside the church when something happens, and it usually does. Amen. Sometimes mama can't be found. And, and as the devil spoke to the exorcist that tried, amen, to mention the name of Jesus to cast out a spirit, the devil said, you know, Paul I know, Christ I know, but who are you? Amen. And when you get in and dig in for more, I want you to know demonic spirits are going to know who you are. They're going to know your authority. They're going to know you have been in prayer. They're going to know the transformation that has been happening in your life. And, and so 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12 says, Therefore let him who thinks, who thinks, we've got to watch out about this thinking because sometimes we can be wrong. Lean not to your own understanding, the Bible says. It says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you except such is common to man, but God is faithful. I'm going to tell you, God is faithful. And if you will have a listening spirit, if you will open up your Bible and read your Bible, but before you close it, let the Bible read your life. Amen. God can give you warnings. God can give you leadings like you have never had. Amen. But you have to have a heart that says, I need more. I, I, I've been living for God for a long time. Amen. Uh, since uh, January the 27th, 1974, when I was 13 years of age, I'm 63 today. But I'm going to tell you what, I want more, I need more, and I can't go on my just my past uh, 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 positive things that have happened to me. Amen. Uh, I, I, I can't go on just all those sermons that I preached, one pastor said, well, you know, uh, I just renamed my sermons. <laughs> Amen. And I thought, man, lazy. <laughs> Hello? And, and uh, heard one guy the other day, he said, well, I just get behind the pulpit and I open my mouth. Amen. And probably God's saying, I wish he would shut his mouth. Amen. Because a man that refuses to be prepared for his congregation a man that refuses to prepare. And I'm not saying that God can't give you a word at the last minute. But you know, God's not really a God all the time at the last minute. Come on. If you're always the last one coming into church, if you're the first one getting up for prayer, if you're the one that is the first one to cry all the time, you better ask yourself maybe some questions that maybe I need more. But it says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed, lest he fall. No temptation has overcome you except what is common to man. But God is faithful, and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escaping. It means to go out. It means to exit. That you may be able even to bear it. And you would say, well, what about people who have fallen? What about people who have stumbled? What about leadership, even pastors that 
went the wrong way, made the wrong decision, and maybe destroyed uh, part of their church or their family or whatever. Well, amen, because sometimes they just took it for granted. Uh, the power of God in their life. They took it for granted. Maybe the years of service that they gave to the Lord, they took it for granted and thought, all those years of prayer, you know, God's gonna listen, amen. You know, God's not really checking up on how many minutes I prayed this past week, and surely the devil is not, but he does. Amen, I said he does. And, and so we, we have gotta be up the specs. We need more because God doesn't want us to fail. Even God does not want us to stumble, and, and, and I've gotta be transparent. I, I have stumbled along the way. I've made some bad mess-ups along the way, but it was not God's intention. There were some things that it was God's will for me not to buy, but I wanted to do it anyhow. Amen, there, there, it was God's will for some places for me not to go, but I just wanted to go anyhow. But when I began to get more of God, amen, I wanted to be more in his will. And I began to think more about, amen, what God wanted in my life, what he wanted to do in my life that would help me not to stumble as much and make all the, the wrong choices. And, and so make the right way of escape. So there's different ways to escape. Uh, 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 Jesus, amen, defeated the devil and all those temptations by the word of God. Even though the devil twisted it, even though the devil lied about it, man, he knew the word. <laughs> but he came back with the word of God all the time. And, and then like Joseph, man, here's Potiphar is gone, his boss, and, and he's a slave to Potiphar and the wife is around. The wife is looking at him, seeing how built up he is and seeing how handsome that he is. And so uh, she tries to get him in bed. And what does he do? He ran away. He ran away. And I tell you what, I'd rather run, amen, and keep my character and keep my name, amen, than stand there in front of temptation. I, I had a good friend of mine that I preached a few revivals for in Oklahoma, and, and one day, uh, he said, man, you would not believe what recently happened to me. And it was in a small town, but he had a really wonderful church and good-sized church. And, and he said, the most beautiful woman in town, most beautiful woman that is highly recognized in town, one day came into my office. And I said, well, all right. And he said, she had on a trench coat. And, said, uh, and I said, all right and said she opened her trench coat. And I'm thinking, okay, she's taking it off. It's hot in there. And he said she had nothing on. And she made a proposition, amen, with her looks, with her words, and everything. And I said, well, what did you do? Did you rebuke the devil? Did you cast the devil out of her? And he said, no, I ran. He said, I took off. I didn't even lock the door on the church. I didn't even want to stay there long enough. And he said, you know, the Lord had been dealing with my heart about temptation. The Lord had been dealing, and the Lord was telling me in prayer that I needed more. I needed more. I needed more. And you see, the Lord has a way to escape. And sometimes it's through the power of prayer that God empowers you. I want you to know the Bible says he is faithful. He's not just gonna put you out there on the end of the limb. He's not just gonna let you go out in society without being ready for that temptation. God wants you to build up yourself in faith and build up yourself.
yourself in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and, and so I'm not saying that we're all perfect. Amen. But here, amen, he ran. There's a lot of different things. But mostly preparation in prayer. Amen. Building yourself up in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Having a knowledge of defeating the enemy by reading and studying God's word will help prepare you. Amen. Putting on your armor. Nobody can do that for you. Amen. Increasing your sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and having a spiritual discernment of what's around you can help you escape a real bad situation. Everybody say, I need more. Amen. And anybody can really say, I need more, but I really want more. I mean, I really want more. And when I want more, I find out a lot of times God takes care of so many other things, just like where the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these other things shall be added unto you. You need more if you want to walk in the supernatural for greater insights and victories over the enemy. Here we are. We have great ministries here in the church. I mean, one of the greatest pastors here in the United States. I've been around. Amen. I've heard uh, a, a lot of people, a lot of ministers, a lot of pastors, a lot of big superintendents and camp meetings and so forth. You have one of the greatest pastors here in the United States. Man, you have a facility. I come in here. Man, I can go in a room. I can pray. I can seek the face of God. But you got to want more. Amen. You can't tag along on every speaker's coattail. You just can't tag along on the name a palace of praise. Man, it's a beautiful church, but nothing can replace you wanting more. Amen. And if you don't want more, and if it's just a pastor, if it's just a ministry, this church will come short. But my friend, God wants this church to be more. God wants this church to do more. Come on. I said God wants this church to be more. God wants this church to do more. God wants this church overfilled. Come on. Till you have problems, till the pastor is sweating on Sunday morning where are we going to put them and what and what are the fire guys going to say about everybody that's in this building we want more we need more and the Bible says in Acts 1 and 8 but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you amen they waited and they received they knew that they needed more why because Jesus told them and Jesus commanded them to wait until they got it. They needed more. I love this story that I mentioned before in one of my messages, the story of Reverend Samuel Chadwick. I love this man. He was called at the age of 14, started preaching in the 1860s at the age of 21, and he became a pastor. He relied on his meticulous sermons to move man, but later became concerned about his lack of prayer or lack of power in his life. Isn't that amazing? He had several thousands at that time in the 1800s that just came to hear him speak. And you know what he could have said? Wow, I have got it made. I have packed all the halls. I have packed the churches. They love what I'm saying. But down deep, he felt that there was a lack of power. And my friend, I don't know what you're doing. You may be like Samuel Chadwick, but you still have a lack of power. And I hope tonight that you see within your spirit that you need more and that you want more and you want to do greater things for God than you ever had before. 
He relied on his meticulous sermons to move man. But later, he became concerned with a lack of power in his life. And he began to hunger more for God. But later, he became concerned about this. One night, the Holy Spirit was searching and convicting him concerning his great pride in his sermons. And after he put them all in a crate and burned them, he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, God is not against great sermons. And he is not against great structured sermons. Amen. If they are given by the power of the Holy Ghost. And tonight, I tried to put this thing in order. God is a God of order. I said, God is a God of order. He just doesn't want us to squeak by. He just wants us to throw together a bunch of mess. Amen. He wants us to pray about it. He wants us to get in there and prepare for it. Amen. And, and he wants us to get more within our lives to see what he would have us to do. But one night, the Holy Ghost was searching him, and, and, and he did this. Amen. And, and so he burned them. The results, he says, was immediate. There was a greater peace. There was a more thrilling joy. There was a, no, a new sense of power. What we before failed to do with strenuous power came to pass without such uh, effort. He says, tremendous amounts of people were being saved. This experience gave me the key to all my thinking. Amen. All my service, all my life. It opened up my life to the scriptures. The things that are stumbling blocks to many are stepping stones to me. This power gave me discernment beyond all human reasoning, new understanding, a new prayer life, a new wisdom, and, and also and power. The Holy Ghost baptizes in fire, he said, and spirit-filled souls blaze for God. I love that is greater with a glow, believing with a faith that kindles, to serve with a devotion that consumes, to hate sin with a fierceness that burns, to rejoice with a heart that radiates. Amen. He brought in several thousand before he got the baptism, but man, now the thousands are getting saved like never before. You can have a crowd, but what can you do with that crowd? If you give God a Holy Ghost-filled church, amen, with such love and such power and such kindness and such forgiveness, you can win people, amen, but you got to have, I mean, we're living in a day, we have got to have more. I said, we have got to have more. And, and my granddad, man, a Pentecostal preacher, man in the 40s, boy, I tell you, he prayed, he fasted, he saw miracles. But if he was on this platform, he would say, Jerry, I would probably today have to pray twice as much. I would probably have to have more because of the principalities that does not want this church to succeed. And if you do not succeed, the church does not succeed. God wants you to have more. He really does. We need more in these threatening times. Man, threatening times. Amen, these are threatening times. Remember COVID? Remember the churches, some closed? Remember uh, in Canada where people were fined thousands of dollars for even getting out outside in the countryside together and being spaced apart. We're living in threatening times. And what happens to Canada a lot of times happens to America, and it's time for us to get more. We can't afford to be complacent, to sit back, amen, to think, well, we're living in the land of the free, and when the government and people are taking our freedoms away, we better pray, folks. I say we got 
got to pray. And what's going to change the church, what's going to change the nation is the Holy Ghost revival. People that are wanting more, people that are not satisfied with what they have. You might have prophesied in the past. You might have seen miracles in your life as you prayed for the sick. But let me tell you, I want more. When I was pastoring, someone said, what would you do if your church was running 500? and then it was running 200. I said, I'm believing God for 750. What would you do for 750? I'm believing God for 1,000. And that's just the way I am. Amen. I am not satisfied where even I'm at now spiritually. I'm not satisfied with just the ministry that I have. I'm seeking the Lord. He is faithful. And those that want more, he's going to give more. I said those that want more is going to get more. And there will be great manifestations from God Almighty. But we're living in threatening times. I've had friends that I went to Bible school with in the ministry that are not in the ministry anymore. Not even living for God. People that I never thought that would get out of church. It would blow my mind. They would be the last one to go. There's threats that are coming against our faith. There's threats that's coming against the doctrine that we believe in and we preach. There's threats all the time. And we got to be ready for the threats. And tonight as we pray, we're going against the threat. And the threat is not flesh and blood. The threat is principalities and powers and the workings of the enemy that is trying to work through people sometimes, even in the church. And, uh, and I saw something above this church one time. I saw a principality in pow in, in, up above, uh, in, in, way up in the sky that was trying to bind this church, that was trying to bind the blessings of what's supposed to come from this church. And my friend, he can be overcome only through fasting and praying and I see, I feel things are loosening but you got to realize it's not always what you see it's what you don't see amen our faith has been threatened let me read from Acts chapter 4 real briefly before we go to God in prayer there was a man that was healed over 40 years old a miracle had happened amen and, and in verse 23 uh, they, they bound the disciples or the apostles that had prayed over them. They had threatened them and they saw so many people that had gotten saved and, and miracles that were happening that they let them go. They told them not to teach or preach anymore in the mighty name of Jesus. And so they left. It says, and being let go, they went to their own companies or companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. Verse 29, what did they do? Was they in fear like the disciples? No, because the Holy Ghost made a difference in their life. The word of God made a difference in their life. Root, amen, made a difference in their life. Worship, the way they worship, made a difference in their life. And when they got back, what did they do? They reported it. Then in verse 29, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants and with all boldness, here they are going back out again. God's wanting a church to go back out again. 
God's wanting a person, amen, to go hit the devil, amen, where it hurts again. Amen, hit that sickness again on your knees. Hit that disturbance that the devil's trying to bring your way. Amen, hit it in the mighty name of Jesus again. Tell God I want more. And I'm gonna do more to see that thing removed. I'm gonna do more to see my son or daughter saved. I'm gonna do more to see the principalities and powers back off of what he's trying to do to our church and to our people because I'm going to give of myself more. It says here, look on their threats, grant to your servants with all boldness that we may speak your word. This is what they were threatened with. What's the difference? They went back, they reported, and they went back to prayer to get more, to get more, to get more. It says here that we may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of the Holy Servant Jesus. And then in verse 31, and when they prayed, they wanted more. They had to have more. Amen. Assembling together in some place. Amen. They were probably threatened many times. But the Bible says in verse 31, the place where they were assembled together. Amen. Assembled together. The devil will try to threaten the assembling of the people together in many ways. We had an, uh, uh, an exchange student to come from Germany to our church one time. And and, and the coach on a weekday, as she was playing, gonna play soccer, and, and he said, well, we're gonna have a, a practice on Sunday. And she said, she raised her hand and said, well, I've got church on Sunday. And, uh, and he said, well, you're just gonna have to make up your mind whether you wanna go to church or whether you wanna play soccer. And there are many parents, amen, that are still taking their kids that's supposed to belong to God's church, soccer. Let me tell you what, amen, the church sometimes inwardly is void of the presence and the power and the conviction of God. And some things have become gods in this world. We need more of the right things in our lives. We need our children in church. And, and I thank God, my son-in-law's a basketball coach. Man, we go to all these games during the summer, but I love the house of God. I love, and let me tell you, some of these games has threatened church attendance even on Wednesday night. Come on, we need to pray about it. We don't need to get a bad spirit, but we need to pray in the Holy Spirit toward that spirit that is trying to come against the church. Amen, the place where they were assembled together. The threat to not need another shakening is working at all times to see that our power and vision declines. The Bible says where they came together, that place was shaken. We need another shakening. Amen. The threat of complacency to be satisfied with past blessings and not seek for another. Amen. It's a threat against the church today. Amen. Got a nice church. Got a wonderful ministry team. Got wonderful people that comes here. Why don't you just settle for what you got? Don't ask anybody else to go to church. I mean, the place was filled Sunday morning. Amen. Praise God. Let's knock these walls out. Come on. Let's do what God has called us to do. God's not finished with palace of praise. I think it's just really the beginning. I believe the Lord is coming again. Amen. And he's wanting us to do more if we're going to see more and also have more. Hebrews 10 and 24. And I like for them to put music on. Amen. Excuse me if I went too long. I forgot to set my clock. And because of my vision, I cannot see the clock back there at the back. If he would only make it three times more, I wouldn't have an excuse. Bigger. 
But I love this scripture. I wasn't thinking about it, but I read this, the last scripture for tonight. Hebrews 10 and 24. Let us consider one another. Amen. If you want more, you got to also look other than yourself to other people's needs. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love, not to stir up the devil, not to stir up division. God's given the church the ministry of reconciliation, not division. But let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another. And so much, hear this, and so much the more. And so much the more. And I, I said, the Lord told me to turn there, and I wasn't even thinking about it. And he says, and so much the more. As you see the day approaching. Why do we need more? Because the devil's going to do everything he can to unloose the powers of hell against the church, against our nation. I tell you, a lot of things are happening now, and a lot more is before his coming. And I think that we're so near to it, so close. You know what that means? That means the devil's gonna do everything that he can. And tonight, would you stand, please? What an honor. What an honor to come and kneel. What, a, what an honor to ask. Oh, he gave his life. He shed his blood. He took those stripes. He took back dominion over principalities and powers for us that we could have more. Greater things shall ye do. Oh, yes. He said with a promise we could have more and we could do more. Let's take it tonight and go with it. Let's get into a place spiritually where the Lord can speak to us, where the Lord can change us like he did Jacob. Amen. God sent Jacob back. And it wasn't the way he thought. God had worked things out. Oh, would you come to the altar tonight? And I pray tonight in the mighty name of Jesus oh, that in, in your heart and your spirit, you will feel the need. And the Lord, the Holy Spirit of God will show you needs all around you. Reasons why you need to have more. Why you need to walk more in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's a reason. There's a reason to get more in that book, in that Bible. Oh, amen, the truth. It didn't say that the truth itself will set you free. It said, and ye shall know the truth. How do you know the truth? Get in there. Get in there, study it. Look it up. Look up the meanings. Look up all those great deep treasures that God wants to show you. Lord, I want more. I want more. But God, I want more than just a feeling. I want more than just something to shout about for the moment. Lord, I want people to be saved. I want popper blood to be saved. Oh, God, it seems like people are so deep into sin. Oh, 
So many people are living together and they don't think anything about it. Sinning, cursing more than ever before. And it's time for the church to get in there more and make some changes. It's time for the church to take over. It's time for the church to take their stand. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, there was only two men that the one city said these men have turned the world upside down. If two men can do it, guess what palace of praise can do? Guess what palace of praise can do? Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, I know my, my son and my daughter is fighting against what I'm sharing. But Lord, I will not back up. I will not give up. I will not give in. For I'm going to pray even more. And we're going to break the hold of sin. Oh, I believe you, God, that you're going to awaken their hearts. Amen. Those stony hearts, you're going to make them soft again to receive the word of the Lord, to receive the moving of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> oh, to feel that conviction, Lord, that they give their life back to God. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, may we get in more because of the temptations on our TV sets, on the radio, Lord, everywhere. Amen, the way people are living. Oh, God, Lord, our, our country, Lord, needs people that will get in more in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Help me, Lord, to dig in. Help me, Lord, to dig in. Oh, then I'm getting up. I'm not getting up. I'm not giving in. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, make me ready when temptation comes. Make me ready when threats come. Make me ready, Lord, when the devil tries to get me to go somewhere else besides the house of God to receive the word of God to get involved with our brothers and our sisters and exhort them and help them in these last days before the coming of the Lord. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, I believe change is still, is still the will of God for this town. Change, change. And we can't quit. We must bombard. In the name of Jesus, 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 in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh God, you have given us power, for there's power in your blood. Oh, wonder working power, God. There's power in the moving of your precious spirit. Oh, there's power within the workings of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, God. There's power. Oh, mighty Jesus, help us, God. Help us, Lord, to seek more for the spiritual gifts, more for the ministry gifts. Instead of, God, what can you just do for me? God, what can I do for you? Oh, God, change me that I can change others. Change me, Lord. Influence my heart and my spirit as you did, Jacob. For your name shall not be called Jacob anymore. For he wrestled. He wrestled. He would not give up. He was tired of who he was. 
He had met several angels along the way and even the Lord spoke to him along the way. But still his life was still far from where, amen, he wanted it to be. And Lord, help us, God. Lord God, I pray that you will deal with each and every heart. I pray that, Lord, you will speak to them. Lord, where do you want to be? Where do you want your life to go? What do you want your church to be like? In what way will ministries be prominent and powerful and successful? Oh, Lord, not my will, but let thy will be done. Not my will, but let thy will be done. Oh, there's the temptation not to pray. Oh, but Lord, let thy will be done. I've been threatened, but I'm going back to church. I'm going back to my Bible. I'm going back to my knees. I'm not going to let this world change my thinking. I'm not going to let them be my influence. Amen. I'm not going to take in the spirit of fear. Oh, but I'm going to take in that love and that power. Amen. Sound mind. It's going to keep us going. It's going to keep us motivated for success. Oh, to see one life changed after another in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, God, I pray for our city officials. Lord, I pray for every one of our council men and women in the name of Jesus tonight. For those that officiate and those who look over laws and rules, we pray for them tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for our mayor in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for our state representatives tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. For prayer will be available and prayer will be present all the time upon our representatives, our state congressmen and senators. Oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for our senators, congresspeople, Lord. I pray, Lord, for all of those in Washington, D.C., Jefferson City. In the name of Jesus, we're not giving up. We're not shutting up. We're not closing up. Oh, we have got something powerful to share with the world. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, our military has the latest weapons and equipment. Oh, God, give us the latest weapons. May we be updated, God, in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the working of miracles, the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, prophesying, God. Oh, discerning of spirits, knowing what's good and evil and what it is we need to cast out. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, equip us as a church what we need god for you are faithful you're faithful you said you made it away for us not to have to give in to temptation you're faithful you're faithful to strengthen us amen if we will take those things that will strengthen us and apply it to our lives you're faithful god lord you gave gifts to the church you gave ministry gifts to the church you are faithful you gave us a wonderful pastor Lord, you gave us evangelists, God. You gave us missionaries, apostles, prophets, God, teachers. Lord, to know your word and know how to deal with the devil and facts of life. Oh, God, you're faithful, Lord. You gave us ministry gifts, Lord. 
ministry gifts that you would give out severally as you would unto the church to minister to people, to see the church grow. Lord, I want more. Lord, I want more. I want to know more about each spiritual gift. I want to know more, oh, of each spiritual ministry, God. Oh, I want to know more. For those that are called into ministry in some way, somehow, I'm not talking about a pulpit ministry, but even at the doors opening people up, I want you to search for more. How can I be a better door opener? How can I be a better person to love people, to discern their needs? And maybe I need to pray for somebody. Maybe coming through that door. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, each and every one of us tonight, how can I be more in my ministry, God? Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you died for this church. You died for our ministries, Lord. Oh, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to know more. I want to know more about my ministry. I want to know more about my lack of ministry. Oh, God, I want to know more of who I am and who I'm not. I want to know more, God. Oh, mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus. Oh, God, what is it going to take? Oh, what is it going to take for my church to get over that barrier? What is it going to take? for me to get over that barrier. What is it going to take for that soul to be saved that you laid upon my heart? Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Oh, hallelujah. It used to be an old song. I want to know more about my Jesus. I want to know more about my homeland. Oh, oh God, I want to know more how, how about how to minister to someone. I want to know more. I want to know more when I walk up to that cash register. And Lord, God, speak to my heart about somebody that needs to know Jesus. Speak to my heart, whether it be at Walmart or wherever it may be. I want to know more about how to get in a deeper personal ministry and touch people's lives and see them changed. Oh, God, I don't want to be a babe in Christ always. I want to be adult, mature. Oh, Lord, in the name of Jesus, always learning. Always praying, always learning, always. What else can I do? What else can I do for you, O oh Lord? What else can I do? Oh, mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus. I'm praying at 63 about what's around the bend. I'm doing what God has called me to do and Sister Tanine but I have got an open window, ready to listen to God's voice. Lord, what else do you have me to do? What else? I've got a hunger for more. I've got a hunger. I've got a hunger. 
Spirit of God, Spirit of God, Spirit of God. Oh, God, help me, God, to hear that voice, whether it's loud or low, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Mighty Jesus, mighty Jesus, I want to know more. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, mighty Jesus. Mighty Jesus, God is good. He is good. This week, continue to pray. Believe God. Amen. A great convention is going on, which I thank your pastor and Brother Randy is at, and maybe some more of the ministerial staff is there. It's a great time for them to refocus, to be replenished. Amen. Every time. I appreciate the churches in the past that let me get away. And you know, sometimes I thought, well, I'm just going to save the church's money. It can go to somewhere else that's in need. But you see, what this church needs is a man of God to be replenished and sometimes even be restored. Because when you give out all the time, I tell you, you can become dry. And a lot of times, when I, even though I prayed as a full-time pastor every day, it seems like I used up what I had just as fast as I got it. And it was taxing on my body. It was taxing uh, on my call and on my spirit, even on my home. And I found out that I, that I never really saved anything. Amen. If I wanted to save something, I need to save myself for God. And I needed to get my vision back. I need to get my fire built up. And sometimes preachers need to hear someone else preach and get in the altars and let them let God get a hold of them. And so, uh, uh, amen. So we want to pray for those that are on the road, and we want to pray for those on vacation. Let's believe God for great things. I'm going to be at my church Sunday morning in Thayer, and uh, I want you to pray for my church at Thayer, Clarity Church. Beautiful church, beautiful little town. Amen. It's windy like a, waste, like a racetrack, getting to it. 78 miles, hour and a half, top speeds. Demolished my car once with a deer, almost several times. And then there's the squirrels. I hate to hit them, but you know, amen. But I want you to pray that God will touch that church. And we're doing interim pastoring, and we're waiting for a pastor to come in that has a burden for that community. And uh, there's, there's a certain person for every place. And will you pray with me, amen, that God would give those wonderful people a wonderful pastor. They deserve it. They are so hardworking. And uh, we've been at tired at times, the drives and so forth and uh, back and forth on Sundays, and, uh, uh, but it is God's will. And there are times I complained a few times, where's that pastor at? And, uh, and, you know, I've had to just humble myself and say, God, if I've got to do more, if that's what it takes, amen, you gave so much more for me than what I'll ever give. Amen. But would you pray for Clarity Church? Amen. I need your prayers to put the right person in there. I appreciate it. 
Amen. God bless you. Have a great night, great week. Be praying, be seeking God. Let's expect great things here.